0: My friends, I've struggled with insomnia for years. One thing I've learned is that nothing will make you appreciate a good night's sleep more than a bad night's sleep. That's why my family and I are grateful to be sleeping on pillows from our friends at my pillow. Our son likes that it's a poofy pillow that never gets hot. Our oldest daughter likes that she doesn't need two pillows to sleep anymore. And our youngest daughter likes that it's comfy and better than her old pillow. But they've got much more to offer than just pillows, my friends. In fact, my wife raves about the fantastic quality of our MyPillow towels and our really soft, comfortable MyPillow sheets. And not to be left out, Echo and Tango love sleeping on their MyPillow dog bed too. Visit MyPillow.com to shop their wide variety of products and use promo code TOD to save as much as 80%. That's MyPillow.com, promo code TODD.
1: Here's your conservative,
0: but not bitter host, Todd Huff. Conservative, not bitter indeed. You have tuned in to America's Home for Conservative, Not Bitter Talk. And yes, I am your host, the one and only ever so lovable Todd Huff. Email, <clears throat> excuse me, Todd at ToddHuffShow.com or you can join our online community where you can find a stack of stuff and other. Other things that we're going to continue to uh, add and build out here on our community, online community, community community.tothofshow.com. Good to be here this morning. And I want to start, you know, my goodness, there's, as I'm looking through the stack of stuff, I look, I also look backwards at the stack of stuff because there were things yesterday that I didn't get to that may, that may come up um, today as as well, but I want to talk today about this issue pertaining to the Second Amendment, pertaining to gun laws. These, this issue of red flag laws, a, a red flag law that may potentially be coming um, in response to these these shootings. Now, what is a red flag law? Now. Okay, so the first thing is, before I give any commentary, any of my thoughts, I really want people to understand. Now, of course, many of you understand this well. Some folks maybe um, aren't familiar specifically with this sort of thing. Some people may be brand new in the audience. And so I just want to go over this at an elementary sort of just what it is, what the stated uh, purpose is. Then get into what are the some of the risks with this, and what are some things that we have to be, I guess, aware of uh, when we're looking at something like a red flag law. So I'm going to um, reference here. There's a couple things I'm going to reference. This is a an article that came out yesterday. Just thenews headline of this article: Federal Red Flag gun bill could gain bipartisan support after Texas mass shooting. So quick little basic intro or refresher to civics. Um, and so we've got Democrats in control of both of both the House and the Senate and the White House. So, in theory, Democrats can introduce legislation, can pass legislation and get it signed. Uh, by the President of the United States. Republicans, with the exception of one very important rule that the left is now, of course, they have been for some time clamoring to get rid of. By the way, it's not even necessarily a rule that I, um, well, I don't want to get into the filibuster, but the filibuster effect, I mean, other than just telling you what it is, the filibuster is a rule in the Senate. It is not something that's written into the Constitution. It is not something that is, um, you know, that, that's just part of the way our founders framed the government. It is a rule, a rule in the Senate that says, in order for debate to end on a particular issue. So, so when, okay, so let's say a piece of legislation is introduced in the House of Representatives. Let's say it's debated, it goes through committee, it, it goes through all that. All that stuff. It's introduced um, to the floor. They debate it there. It's called to a vote. It passes. It then goes to the Senate. The Senate, have, of course, has options. The Senate could have introduced its own bill. The Senate could take the House bill and try to pass it as is. But let's say, for the sake of this example, they take the House bill and they say, "We just want to, you know, have it pass through committee." They could. They could have it do that, right? They could have it pass through. Um committee, although it gets tricky because the current breakdown is 50-50, uh, but Democrats still always have the kind of the, the tie-breaking vote. So it, it gets to the point in the process where it's open for debate. Now, the filibuster says in order for debate to end on an issue, um, or you can say in order for debate I guess technically, to even take place on a particular issue, um, it has to get 60 votes. I think technically, I believe technically, the filibuster is ending debate and calling something to a, to a vote. But it, it's the filibuster prevents something from not having effectively a super majority support. So instead of 50 senators. It requires 60 to invoke cloture, which is in debate. Back in the old days, back in the old days, this is when senators used to read from phone books, because if they stopped speaking and yielded their time, someone could stand up and, and try to claim that time, be recognized and call uh, call something, to have a vote to, to invoke cloture. But today, the way that the rule has evolved, um, if they don't have 60 votes, they don't make the other side, uh, the, the minority party, they don't make them actually go up and talk on the floor of the Senate without yielding um, for someone else to take control of the floor. This is a lot of, a little technical stuff. But anyway, the point is 60 votes is required. So that's preventing Democrats from, from simply ramrodding whatever they want to go through here. So they need at least at least 10 Republicans, and that's assuming they don't lose any Democrats. And this is where you have to look at who's up for election this fall, right? Is anybody going to be willing to to sacrifice their seat? Is anyone going to be asked to do that? I'm reminded of what happened in 2010 with the Obamacare vote. The reason, by the way, there are no moderates, there are no more blue dog Democrats in uh, the House or the Senate, the reason that it's mostly radical leftists now is because all the moderate Democrats um, paid a price in 2010 for passing Obamacare. And so they lost their seats either to, well, typically to Republicans. And then they just, it, it helped to polarize things even further because The only Democrats left in Congress, at some point, are the radical leftists. I'm talking the extremists, the godless radical leftists, and there are maybe some basic, minor uh, exceptions to that rule. But in in general, it's fair to say that the folks in D.C. today are uh, that are in the Democrat Party are all radical leftists. So. They need 10 Republicans to support this in order for there to be enough votes for this to get out of the Senate. And so, according to this news article here at justthenews.com, again, headline, federal red flag gun bill could gain bipartisan support after Texas mass shooting. Subheading here says bipartisan discussions regarding a red flag gun bill are underway in the U.S. Senate. So what is a red flag gun? bill a red or a red flag law a red flag law in general right i'm not getting into specifics yet because candidly we don't necessarily know uh, what's gonna be in the final bill if this is in fact the direction that this is moving a red flag law is when somebody can go to authorities say a parent a neighbor, a coworker, and they can say, hey, I think so-and-so is a dangerous person who may be um, planning to use his gun, her gun, of course, it's typically his gun, but I'm just, you know, the, the person uh, that I'm reporting I think is a danger, a potential danger to society. Now, in reporting that, um, a red flag law would then, then we have the process whereby law enforcement and the courts would, would intervene. Now, depending upon the specifics of a, of the final piece of legislation, there may or may not be um, a certain amount of due process. Now, what is due process? Due process is simply, and th- these, these concepts. Folks, you know how much I love the history of this nation. I think our founders were were genius. I do. I think that they were geniuses. Um, I think that they were inspired to develop a system that made a whole lot of sense. And yes, as I always have to do, in case someone's tuning in who doesn't understand what I'm talking about, I'm not Slavery, of course, is, is, is wicked and reprehensible. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about things like due process. So, for example, if you are charged with a crime, there's a series of things. There's a, a process that's due to an individual who is being charged, who is being alleged to have committed a crime. Now, red flag laws are a little bit... See, we get into this area where it is... This is... I, I'm, I know that the intent here of some people, of some, is to make sure that we find a way to try to stop what's happened at, at schools and supermarkets and so forth. The intent of others, again, I, I have to be able to speak the truth. Some people see this as a political opportunity. I think it's sick and twisted. They've been against the Second Amendment for a long time, against guns for a long time, and they see this as an opportunity. I don't think that there's any... Any denying that. I also think that some people are really trying to figure out how how do we stop this while still protecting people's rights under the Constitution. There are people in that category. Of course, there's pressures, all sorts of pressures. Pressures from media, pressures from constituents, pressures from uh, donors. All sorts of pressures are involved here as well. And, of course... (laughs) It comes down to the individual senator and representative uh, as to whether or not they are really trying to do create a solution or a scenario that is in their best judgment effective or whether or not there's someone who is simply looking at this as a political opportunity or someone who's afraid to do something because of money that comes in, whatever Whatever the scenario, it depends, on, it depends on the senator. But there's a lot of corruption, right? There's no doubt that there's a lot of corruption. There's a lot of examples of people taking the easy easy road out um, and, and compromising principles and so forth. So, But a red flag law is going to at some point say, we are going to preemptively assume that you might have committed a crime. So there's an issue right there. And I look, I fully understand, I fully understand that in a lot of these situations, you'll see that the FBI has been monitoring these people or communicating with these people, questioning some of these people. And, you know, nothing had been done to effectively stop these people. And the question, the que- there's questions that come from that. Did, you know, did they not suspect anything? Were they unable to do something to prevent this? I mean, on and on down down the the you know the rabbit hole we can go as far as looking at potential explanations for this but the bottom line is the red flag law basically says people the the, the justice system or society has a reasonable suspicion that you are legitimately a danger i'm trying to be fair and trying to summarize what this is and then they say they, the law enforcement, the court system says, okay, we're going to take away, take away your weapons so that you cannot do what we start to suspect you are thinking about doing. Now that's, you can see how that is at, at least opens the, the possibility to a slippery slope, right? Um, and, and one doesn't have to go back very far in history to see how, quickly, how quickly society um, can change opinions on these. I, I, I'm immediately reminded of COVID. Remember at first it was, you know, hey, just stay home for 14 days or whatever it was, 15 days. Then it became, hey, you know, um, you need to shut down your, your business. Um, you need to wear a mask and just just wear a mask. It's no big deal. Um, wear a mask. First they mocked masks and said they didn't work. Then they said masks are the only thing that work. And then, you know, you keep moving down this list. Hey, we've got a vaccine. You know, hey, if you're going to, you know, if you want to take it, you can take it. That quickly becomes you better freaking take it to, If you want to travel, if you want to have a job, if you want to have, you know, any participation in this society whatsoever, you better get the jab. You're demonized by, uh, in some cases, the president of the United States or politicians. Meanwhile, they're not wearing their masks. I don't want to get into the whole masking, but my point is, you can see the slippery the slippery slope in that in that example would be, hey, we're just asking you to do this, right? The the criteria for day one is this. Well, the re- what happens when you have immoral people who are power hungry making these decisions? Um. Could there be a situation that arises that clearly affects someone's due process? And the answer is unequivocally yes. Now, are there things that they could do? I'd have to see the law, but that is that is something that is concerning to someone like me. Again, it does it it doesn't mean that I want to see that I want to see weapons in the hands of people who are terrible. I don't want to see that. Um, but the problem is how do we ascertain that, right? And you look at the government's inability to manage any number of things. I mean, my goodness, the government can't manage anything. I mean, it is the most incapable group of human beings ever put together in the history of the world. When you look at government efficiencies, it's things always cost more than they are supposed to. They take much, much longer the results are never anywhere near what they told us that they would be on the front side. I mean, it is just disaster after disaster. And candidly, it's one of the reasons why we should desire a small and limited sized government. So then, how are they going to manage this? What does that look like? How do people um, protect the due right or the due process rights of of citizens who have been? People have claimed, have commit, you know, might be a danger, right? I mean, so this is is out there, and I'm looking at some names here. Joe Manchin, who's on record as saying we talked about the red flag. It's worked. It's worked in states such as Florida. It's been very effective. By the way, states can do uh, it can issue these laws if they want. That's another thing. A bit of thinking here should. Is it necessary for the federal government to intervene? Should states not do what they... I mean, there's all sorts of questions, right? Um, I see one of our senators here in my state, Mike Braun, said that he is going to... He would consider voting, at least as reported in this new, just the news.com article, he would consider voting for red flag legislation. In fact, he's quoted as saying here, I'm going to look at anything that has practical application and the ability to pass that's going to keep guns out of the hands of criminals and the mentally ill. Of course, you, you, you think keep guns out of the hands of criminals. I mean, at some point, and I have a lot of respect for Senator Braun. He's been on this program multiple times, but I mean, with all due respect, that's that's kind of a silly statement. Keep, keeping guns out of the hands of criminals. Um, the reason they were criminals is because they already did things that was against against the law, so one has to begin to ask why um, why something else would would do that prevent them from being criminals um again it doesn't it doesn't mean that there's not legitimate things to to think through i just look i am not this for me as a as a as one who reveres the constitution and liberty and what this nation was built upon um you know if there's a way to do this stuff that doesn't violate someone's second amendment rights or their due process then okay I just don't know what that looks like. I mean, it, it just seems, um, and, and just the concept of saying, I think someone might commit a crime, so therefore we're going to take away their guns There's something quite unsettling about that to me. So, But this is something that may be uh, passed. There may be some bipartisan support. This may be something that, that comes out of this. So we'll see. Just wanted to share this with you. Quick time out, my friends. You're listening to Conservative Not Better Talk. I am your host, Todd Huff. Back in just a minute.
1: Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: Welcome back, my friends. Talking here about red flag laws, which, according to reports, may, and I'm stressing the word may, be what is negotiated in a potential bill that is working that may be working its way through the U.S. Congress um, that may have bipartisan support. And a red flag law, actually, I'm looking here at an actual definition. This is on Wikipedia. But um, I've gone through this. I just want to read you their definition, which is essentially what I just said in the last segment. But it says this, a red flag law is a gun-controlled law that permits variously police, family members, co-workers, and others to petition a state court to order the temporary removal of firearms from a person who they believe may present a danger to themselves, or excuse me, to others or themselves. So it's to some degree trying to make a prediction as to who is going to commit a heinous violent, violent crime with a weapon or or suicide, which of course is a violent crime against oneself. But, a little bit different. It's, it's, uh, the issue that we're, su- trying to think of the best way to say this. We're, we're supposed to be talking about how to prevent these mass shootings. And then, but it quickly, well, first of all, the left had a series of things that they wanted to have passed for some time, which of course begins with the ban of semi-automatic weapons, which, by the way, I saw an article at fee. dot which I'll probably reference here. We'll maybe take a look at uh, second half of the program, but they said that the federal government's own data, and I've heard this too, their own their own study showed that there's that it did nothing to prevent violent crime, violent gun crime, whenever it was um, enacted in night from 1994 to. I think it was about 10 years. I think it was sunset or was ended in 2004 or something like that. I have to check the exact dates. But anyway, gun red flag law is is one of the things that's always that that comes up regularly. So the idea of course being if someone appears to be a threat and the court is convinced that that's the case, then they're going to temporarily, which, what does that mean? Temporarily remove firearms from the person who they think is a danger. On the one hand, this sounds okay, right? I mean, this guy's talking about suicide. This guy's, you know, um, went into a blind rage. On the one hand, someone would say, hey, this is, um, you know, if if the court's involved, that's their due process. Yeah, there you go. This This is done correctly, but again you look at this is this has always been one of the problems philosophically whenever looking at enforcing crimes that have not yet taken place unless there is a very very concrete reason to be able to say this person is intending to do this it it gets very tricky because now what are we how, how do we predict this? And this actually reminds me of some things that I've thought about. I don't know if I've ever mentioned on here on here before. But we're moving th- – this sort of thing moves us quicker. And I'm telling you, there are technocrats and radical leftists and lovers of big government that would love to do this, implement something like this, not just on gun crime but on any type of crime. They would love to have some sort of predictive data, and this is how they would frame it. Well, we're going to use the data to tell us who's the biggest danger in society. And, of course, you know how this is going to play out. You know who they will say is the biggest danger because look at who they say is the biggest threat to America today. In general, and, of course, they conflate things, but in general they want you to believe the biggest threat to the United States of America are people who voted for Trump that people who, those individuals are uh, dangerous. They voted for a fascist, they would tell you. Um, These people, whether they openly declared it or not, they supported someone who called for an insurrection, right? I mean, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, as certain as I'm sitting here and I am speaking into this microphone, this is the sort of thing That there are people out there, I know it sounds crazy because you and I think, well, we charge people for a crime they actually committed. There are people out there that would love the opportunity, through data, through science, that's right, to predict who they say is the biggest risk. And this sort of thing falls hand in hand with that. I think that that's a real a real thing to be concerned with. And again, there is a legitimate slippery slope to be concerned with here because how do we know who's the real threat? And I mean, maybe at some point there's examples where it's clear. I'm, I'm willing to accept that, but I'm also willing to accept because Florida, Florida has a, um, a red flag law for guns. And I read, let me pull this up. Where's this sucker? Bear with me, bear with me. Where in the world is it? I put this in here. Here, maybe, yeah. Here it is. This is an NRA. Um, no, Did I grabbed. Yeah, here it. Is. Uh, nope. Apparently, I put the wrong link here. I'm gonna have to grab it after the break. But there were six thousand reports in one calendar year. I think it was a calendar year in twelve month period of time in Florida. Six thousand. So would there have been 6,000 additional instances of gun violence? Like how, how many people were targeted with this that, that had this used against them that never would have done anything? And does it justify taking away a, con, a God-given right, constitutional right? And if they can do that, see, the left wants to say abortion, taking away Roe v. Wade is, you know, now they've got an avenue to take away your privacy, which, of course, is not true. What's true is that is that the whole basis of what Roe versus Wade was built upon, all this stuff that was fabricated out of whole cloth by the Supreme Court, will potentially be struck down, and then states can decide what they're going to do. Right. So they want you to believe that that's a slippery slope by turning over, or overturning Roe v. Wade, that there's going to be other things that suddenly you're not, you, you lose the right to privacy over. Well, hello, for starters, there's a thing called the Fourth Amendment that requires, that, that points out that we are secure um, in our persons and papers. And, and you know, we, we have the right to not have law enforcement just show up and start going through our stuff. That's a form of a type of privacy, at least a type of it. So that's not that's not accurate. What is accurate, however, is to say this concept of a red flag law is basically trying to predict who people think might commit a crime. And of course, using your imagination, you can think, well, there's some examples of where I could see where that would possibly be obvious to an average person. But then there's other examples. Are there six thousand of those in a state of Florida? I don't. I don't know. To me. That seems a little bit disproportionate. And then some people say, "Well, nothing happens, so they get their guns back." If A, I don't know how long their guns were gone. B, if if there's no reason to believe they would have done anything, what justified taking taking away of that right? They didn't. They didn't actually do anything. Anyway, I know what tr- people are trying here. There are, there are people who are really trying to come up with ideas. To prevent this this terrible stuff from happening, these shootings, there are others who are political opportunists. I, I just that's just the facts of the matter. Um, there are others. I mean, there people are thinking elections and politics and all this sort of stuff too. Um, and there's some strategy going on. I, I kind of wish all that stuff would be done away with, and people would just actually do what they think is in um, vote for and support the thing that they think protects second amendment rights while also if there is something that can be done uh, legislatively that would make these things harder um, to happen then Okay. But there's a problem with, there's problems with a lot of these things. There's at least concerns and we have to be able to discuss them. The worst thing is, is that we buy into the notion that we just need to do something and anything that they do it equals something. So we just can't ask. We just pass it and just see if it works. Like, that's, that's not smart either, my friends, and we all know this. Anyway, gotta take a break. Listening here to Conservative Not Better Talk, back here, my friends, in just a minute.
1: 18 plus okay round two name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh Ah, oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right, Chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com Welcome
0: back, my friends. I referenced, I didn't have the article here in my stack of stuff. I had the wrong link. But I have since fixed that. If you want to take a look at that on the uh, on our community community.toddhuffshow dot or community dot um, stack of stuff, you can find it. But I want to. This is from August of two thousand twenty one. A this is from the NRA, their Institute for Legislative Action. It says the headline here: a red flag case. Florida man's rights virtually disappear. I just want to read very. Uh very quickly from a bit of this. Um a recent case in Florida illustrates one of the many issues with these orders, red flag laws. On May 31st, 2020, officers of the Lakeland Os oh, were we? Is that where we are? Are we in Lakeland? No. Okay, sorry. Lakeland, Florida. I thought that was a place we'd stopped last last winter. Florida police uh Department petitioned for a risk protection order under the state's red flag law against EP officers and took EP, I'm sorry, against EP, that's his initials. Officers took EP into custody and seized his firearms and ammunition. The ex parte order served on EP, instructed him that the hearing on the final risk protection order was scheduled for june 12 2020 at 2 p.m in the court facility located at blah 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 there's an a- address this date time and place were confirmed by on june 3rd by the police department's attorney and again in court notice issued june 12th he presented himself at the appointed date and time at 1 30, waited until three o'clock he testified that he was not let into the courtroom, nor was, he, nor was he aware that the hearing would take place virtually or how to attend. Because remember, this was back during COVID. In fact, the hearing was held as a remote video conferencing event without notice of this change to EP. At the hearing, the court determined incorrectly that EP had elected not to attend. Of course, this is only our government, by the way. I got I got personal stories. We all have some of these personal stories of government going wild against american citizens at all levels state federal whatever local so they said he had elected not to attend he was trying to attend per the instructions but they changed it to a virtual thing and apparently did not notify him um (laughs) oh my gosh so at that hearing the court determined incorrectly that he had elected not to attend and entered an rpo rpo is a risk protection order they entered an rpo against him ep was prohibited from having custody or control of or purchasing possessing receiving or attempting to purchase or receive a firearm or ammunition for up to a year and was required to surrender any guns or ammunition not already in the custody of the police to law enforcement this isn't too surprising, the article says. Florida news sources analyzing RPO cases in two Florida counties found that such petitions were overwhelmingly likely to result in an order against the defendant, with judges granting the orders in 90%, 90%, 90% of all cases. Fewer than two in 10 respondents had been represented by counsel. So that's 80, 80% didn't even have attorneys. These proceedings are civil in nature. So respondents aren't eligible for assistance from public defense attorneys. Isn't this all wonderful? So they're civil <laughs> they're civil in nature, yet you can lose your constitutional right to keep and bear arms. So anyway, I think I read in one of these... It might have been in this. It could have been something else. I think I saw 6,000. 6,000 um, red flag... What do you want to call it? Reports? I mean, people people going to law enforcement or the court in 6,000 cases in the state of Florida. Um, and if these numbers if these numbers are correct, 90%, what's 90% of 6,000? And that's what, 5,400? Is that right? 6,000 times 0. .9, yeah, 5,400. 5,400 people. This guy, all because of bureaucratic BS, if I'm just being honest, Bureaucratic bonk. This guy lost his constitutional right and was faced consequences for. I mean, arguably, no. Re- they they ruled against the guy because he wasn't at a hearing that he didn't know existed virtually because they misinformed him. And we're going to. I, I, this there's just something about this. I'm not saying that there's nothing here that we may be able to talk about, but this is what happens. How is this a good thing? I'm going to confirm the 6,000 number. I think I saw that somewhere, but maybe, who knows? Maybe it's, maybe I misread that. But anyway, got out of your break. Long here in this segment. Back in a minute, my friends. My friends, I've struggled with insomnia for years. One thing I've learned is that nothing will make you appreciate a good night's sleep more than a bad night's sleep. That's why my family and I are grateful to be sleeping on pillows from our friends at My Pillow. Our son likes that it's a poofy pillow that never gets hot. Our oldest daughter likes that she doesn't need two pillows to sleep anymore. And our youngest daughter likes that it's comfy and better than her old pillow. But they've got much more to offer than just pillows, my friends. In fact, my wife raves about the fantastic quality of our MyPillow towels and our really soft, comfortable MyPillow sheets. And not to be left out, Echo and Tango love sleeping on their MyPillow dog bed too. Visit MyPillow.com to shop their wide variety of products and use promo code Todd to save as much as 80%. That's MyPillow.com, promo code Todd. My friends are finding maybe a little bit of conflicting data here regarding the total number of instances in the state of Florida. We're just talking about Florida, their red flag law, which was implemented after um, the uh, the Parkland High School shooting back in 2018. Um, so I don't – it's been a few years. I don't know – I don't see the actual date that it was implemented but CNN.com here, whatever you want to make about that, But CNN says that since its creation, Florida judges have acted more, more than 8,000 times to keep guns, um, well, to enact red flag laws. So 8,000 times. So that, that means they've, they have acted, they've taken action to keep guns away from people according to red flag laws. Let's assume it's three years. And let's assume the 90% total is is correct. Um, that means there's been, there's about, if that's, if these numbers are true, it's about 3,000 a year, roughly. I'm, I'm ballparking. I'm making assumptions that they're 8,000 times judges have acted. And according to what I read earlier, that's 90% of the times they they take the guns away. So that means there's about nine thousand instances. I don't have the date for when they passed this uh, this law, but it was after two thousand eighteen after the shooting in two thousand eighteen. So I would three or four years um, potentially so if there's nine thousand instances over four years, so between two and three thousand a year is my twenty two hundred to three thousand times a year that someone goes. And report someone to, well, to the court. And this look, again, I'm just telling you. There's just concerns here as to as to protecting the rights of individuals, uh, making sure that people have due process, making sure that, I mean, it's it's not. I know that people say it's <laughs> it's considered a success if. They take guns away from someone, and then no, they don't shoot anybody. Well, how many weren't going to shoot anybody anyway? My, my contention is the, the vast majority. In fact, I just saw another number that said in Connecticut, their red flag laws for every 10 to 20 guns that they've taken, I guess confiscated, I don't know what you want to say, that they've taken from people, they've prevented one suicide. So if that's 20 guns, I don't know how many the average, how many p- guns they take on average from a person, but that means uh, 20 guns were taken. Is that 20 people? One out of 20? Um, it prevents a suicide. For I don't know. I'm just sharing with you some of my concerns. Again, if something can be done to per- to to make it harder or to help, hopefully even prevent this stuff, that's that's good. Obviously, that's good. Uh, But there are are other considerations too. And would this have even worked? I mean, I feel like a lot of these things we're talking about weren't even relevant here. And I don't know what they would have been relevant for, which cases they would have been relevant in. So anyway, quick time out, my friends. Back in just a minute. My friends, I've struggled with insomnia for years. One thing I've learned is that nothing will make you appreciate a good night's sleep more than a bad night's sleep. That's why my family and I are grateful to be sleeping on pillows from our friends at My Pillow. Our son likes that it's a poofy pillow that never gets hot. Our oldest daughter likes that she doesn't need two pillows to sleep anymore. And our youngest daughter likes that it's comfy and better than her old pillow. But they've got much more to offer than just pillows, my friends. In fact, my wife raves about the fantastic quality of our MyPillow towels and our really soft, comfortable MyPillow sheets. And not to be left out, Echo and Tango love sleeping on their MyPillow dog bed too. Visit MyPillow.com to shop their wide variety of products and use promo code Todd to save as much as 80%. That's MyPillow.com, promo code Todd. <laughs> all the time that we have, I do want to say I do want to say that these the, these debates are worth having and I think I think there's a lot obviously going on with these, but um, of course, some of it is how do we solve, try to solve these problems, what's the role of the federal government, the state government, what can we actually do how do we defend liberties, it actually can help people understand and, and give us a framework to try to figure out some things, but I don't know how much of those conversations are happening. They will always happen on here because I think that this is vitally important. We have the greatest nation ever created on planet Earth, and it's only going to stay that way if we keep it that way. Folks, I've got to go. Have a great day. SDGC tomorrow. Take care. My friends, I've struggled with insomnia for years. One thing I've learned is that nothing will make you appreciate a good night's sleep more than a bad night's sleep. That's why my family and I are grateful to be sleeping on pillows from our friends at My Pillow. Our son likes that it's a poofy pillow that never gets hot. Our oldest daughter likes that she doesn't need two pillows to sleep anymore. And our youngest daughter likes that it's comfy and better than her old pillow. But they've got much more to offer than just pillows, my friends. In fact, my wife raves about the fantastic quality of our My Pillow towels and our really soft, comfortable MyPillow sheets. And not to be left out, Echo and Tango love sleeping on their MyPillow dog bed too. Visit MyPillow.com to shop their wide variety of products and use promo code Todd to save as much as 80%. That's MyPillow.com, promo code Todd.